Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Hey friends, welcome back to Claim the Stage. Today's episode is our first in the month of March and March March's theme is reinvigorate. I don't know how you can say the word reinvigorate without making it sound like that. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it sound weird if I was like reinvigorate? <laughs> I think that word should have an exclamation point at the end, just as the way it's written. You know what I mean? I think more words should have that. Can we start that? I don't know. Anyway, I chose that word because March is my birthday month. So for me, it's like March always means it's like a brand new year. I'm turning a whole year older, but it's also, it's almost the start of spring, at least here in New England. Like it's still winter, but spring is on the horizon. So it's like a time to reinvigorate. And in the Speaker Sisterhood Clubs this month, I put together a bunch of games for our members to play to help them reinvigorate their creativity, their perspective, and their imagination. And it was really fun coming up with different ideas to do that. So if you're thinking, how can I reinvigorate myself and what I'm working on, the clubs could be a great place for you to try stuff out. So you can check us out at speakersisterhood.com. And I also want to add that Speaker Sisterhood Express, our new club model, that's like a six-month model where you join and you get to give a speech every month and there are classes in the clubs. We have three spots left in our club that meets from 6 to 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday nights, once a month. And it's a, that's Eastern time. These clubs are they just launched and our first that that club is starting on March 16th. So if you want to snag one of those last three spots, I'll put the link in the show notes so you can get registered and get started and really start building some new skills with some other dynamic women who are signed up and ready to go. So I also want to add that last month I released a class called the 60 Minute Public Speaking Makeover and I, I did that class live and I recorded it and now it's available anytime. So if you miss that class and you want to check it out and you're looking to kind of have a quick transformation from giving boring presentations to feeling confused about what you're even presenting or how to present it in a way that's captivating and grabs your audience. If you have a hard time with mindset and feeling confident when you present, I cover all of that in the 60 minute class. So that's up on the website. Now you can go to speakersisterhood.com. It's $47. It has a 20 page workbook that goes with it that will give you all the templates and different ideas for audience interaction. So it's, it's a really awesome resource that gets you started. So if you haven't checked that out yet, I highly recommend it. It's also really fun. And I play a character in the class that I think is pretty silly, but also effective. So <laughs> you might want to check that out. <laughs> 
So on today's episode, our first in the Reinvigorate series for March is Amanda Berlin. And Amanda is a PR expert in New York City. And she spent a decade in the New York City public relations world. And now she uses her pitch powers for good. She helps entrepreneurs step into their presence, create a story that inspires others, and spreads their message in the media. She and her clients have been featured in all types of media from Business Insider to Entrepreneur on Fire to Fox 5 and Bustle.com. She's the host of the Empowered Publicity Podcast and loves arming soul-powered business owners with the ideas and skill set they need to go from hidden industry gem to recognizable trusted expert. Now, I wanted to have her on the show because so many of you listening are wondering, how can I be found as a speaker? And even if you're not looking to get out there and get paid as a speaker, the gems that she shares on today's episode are helpful for anyone trying to build a career and wanting to be, you know, level up and be seen as a leader in your field and create more visibility options for you. So she covers the the three pillars of visibility in this episode and it's she's so she, she, you can tell like she just knows her stuff and she packs so much into this short interview that just gives you so much to think about. And we use the same method or the same structure I've, I started this year, which is the three things. I asked her for three best pieces of advice on how to DIY your public relations. So on today's episode, you're going to get a whole lot. I would recommend grabbing a pen and a piece of paper, take some notes. There's a lot here. And if you want to contact Amanda after the episode, she gives a couple free resources. She has a free training, the three pillars of visibility, and she has a live two-day event called Pitch School Live coming up. So the links to those things are in the show notes as well. That was a long intro. I hope you uh, are still here. (laughs) Let's reinvigorate and have fun on today's episode with Amanda Berlin. Amanda Berlin, welcome to Claim the Stage. Angela, thank you for having me. This is exciting. I love this topic. I mean, I kind of don't love it because sometimes visibility can bring up a lot of feelings, but it's also an important topic to bring up because it's a chance for us to reframe some of those fears and also come up with some really helpful strategies for getting out there. So as you know, my podcast is all about helping people who want to be better speakers and helping people who are speakers to get out there and make money and get noticed. So today we're talking about how to DIY your PR. And I asked you to come in with your three best tips uh, for speakers to help them do that. So why don't we get started right with number one? Absolutely. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. And I will just say that I also acknowledge that visibility and being seen and putting yourself out there is hugely confronting, which is, I think one of the founding principles I would venture to guess of your business, <laughs> because it is a, a big, there's a big, uh, inner game piece of being visible. So I will start with that disclaimer and I'll actually get to that a little bit more in a little bit, but my first tip for being more visible on behalf of your brand, on behalf of yourself and your philosophies on behalf of your business or just as a, as a human with a viewpoint is that you have to be really clear on your message and what you're going to be saying out there 
in so much that it needs to be in the language of the person receiving it. So a lot of times we, as whether you're a business owner or a speaker, we get so steeped in our own language and our own message um, from the viewpoint of where we are now. And we forget that the people that we're connecting with, whether they're decision makers or audience members are way back in the beginning of that journey where we were when we first started on this trajectory doing this work. And so conceiving your message in a way that makes it accessible for someone at the very beginning of that journey is an absolute necessity. So that's my first tip is being really clear on your message and conceiving of it in a very strategic manner. Yeah. How would you go about trying to acquire that language that you're a, a person who's brand new to learning about what you've been doing for five, 10, 20 years would say? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is something I work on with clients all the time because we really need to bring their language back down. I kind of look at it as bringing it back down to earth. Like they've kind of grown in their, in their trajectory and in their, um, you know, their minds have expanded in, in some way they've learned along the way. And so we need to come back to basics. And so looking at your story from the perspective of a before and after, if you looked at yourself in the before, what would you be saying to yourself? What language would you be using? Because a lot of times what we're out there speaking about or putting out there into the media or using as our message invisibility is something that we've, we've experienced. It's a journey that we're taking clients on because we've been on that journey. And so if you look at yourself in the before that might give you a clue as to some language you might use to connect with people who are also in, in their before. Mm -hmm. Good reason to keep a diary. You can go back and see the actual words right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of times when we are sort of in the trenches or in the throes of it, I think that we, um, we maybe don't, uh, we're not always as perceptive as we wish we were <laughs> in retrospect. And so, um, looking at it with hindsight and, and sort of really keying into like, oh, right. That's where I was, uh, can, can be supportive. I think. Mm -hmm. Well, what's your second tip? Okay. So the second tip is to be discerning about the type of visibility that you are going after. In my work, I teach a framework for visibility. There are three different categories of visibility that you might pursue in order to get your ideas out there in a bigger way. And a lot of people in the claim the stage community are pursuing one of these pillars of visibility already. So I will get to that, but the three buckets of visibility are collaborations and alliances, speaking and events, and media. And I think when people think about PR, they automatically think of media first and foremost, but there are a lot of different ways to get your message, to get your voice, to get your presence, to get your brand out there that, uh, that all are inclu included under the umbrella of public relations, which, it, which just by definition is creating a relationship with your public that can serve to get you out there in a bigger way and create some awareness of you and your ideas and your brand. So collaborations and alliances is your strategic, are your strategic partnerships. And those are the relationships 
relationships that are going to put you in front of someone else's audience in such a way that the trust from that original sort of center of influence is transferred from them the trust that their audience has in them is transferred onto you because they've taken the time to establish that trust. And as you show up in their community as someone who provides something of value, then you earn that trust all that more quickly. So your strategic partnerships are fast track to engendering trust with the community. And so choosing that as your primary tactic might mean that your might mean you're pursuing an end goal of perhaps bringing in clients as a result of maybe speaking in someone else's community by collaborating with them. Um, that is a fast track to, to getting more work into your business because that's, that's really the nature of a strategic partnership. That's sort of the goal that, that you might have, if that were the avenue you would pursue the second bucket is speaking in events. And that is almost like a hybrid tactic of collaboration and media, because it gives you a little bit of a wider stage, be literally, <laughs> literally or figuratively. And it enables you to create that personal connection like you would with a collaboration or a strategic partnership, but it's also giving you a bit more of an air of authority. And so um, that's the second bucket of tactics. And you might choose to begin with that tactic if you are looking to uh, kind of widen your sphere of influence and create this air of credibility and expertise while also still creating that personalized connection with, with your public. And for me, that is a tactic that I use all the time in marketing my business is speaking and hosting events. So that's another sort of area of speaking that I would encourage anyone listening to sort of look at as a marketing tactic, because you can create an experience for your audience, invite people in to uh, experience you and your expertise while also then inviting them at the end to then dive a little bit more deeply. If they, you know, if you have a business that sort of your speaking is uh, supporting uh, or that your speaking is meant to uh, drive more awareness to. So that's the second tactic. The third tactic is media, which again, everyone thinks of when they think of PR, it's really the, the kind of most flashy PR tactic. Um, but it's the thing that will really validate your business and give you that air of expertise. But if you're, again, if you're using your speaking to drive clients or drive a business, the media piece is actually least likely to bring you new clients. What's really most likely to bring you new clients is those more personal connections that you might use to, uh, to create relationships. And, um, even if the goal is to book more speaking engagements, media credentials serve to validate you as a speaker, but they're not the thing that's going to create relationships with the decision makers, the way that you personally personally can create those relationships. So if, if someone is sort of just starting out trying to build their, their PR plan, would you recommend trying to create those alliances with, um, other communities that are serving similar groups as a starting point? Yes. That is always the place where I start with 
with my clients is at the very base, the base level of collaborations and alliances, which is even just telling people in your own sphere already what you're up to and who you're looking to connect with. And then yes, definitely. I, I also love the tactic of collaborations and alliances because it's very nourishing, you know, personally as, as well as professionally. Um, but it really does create a fast track to more awareness among the right people for your business. Um, the other thing that I will say as well is that the way to kind of like a little tactic or to do that can kind of come out of this is the way to identify people who could be good allies and could be good strategic partners is to look at who is doing something different than you, but for the same people. And so that's really the mantra that you want to take with you when you're like, who should I talk to? Who is doing something different than me, but for the same people. I love that. This is incredible. <laughs> This is a lot. It's you've broken this down in a way that makes it so easy to understand and also creating starting points and almost building a roadmap for how to build something without getting completely overwhelmed. Now, when it comes to showing up in any of these spaces, like you're on a panel, what, what advice do you have about the message that you share so that you can get across what it is that you're the service that you're providing? Yeah, absolutely. So my, my clients are all using these visibility tactics to drive business, to grow a, to grow a service oriented business. And so I love this question because messaging is, is absolutely instrumental in what, in, in really creating a situation where someone like a very fine balance doesn't feel like they have everything they need to go out there and like conquer the world with your ideas, but feels like they have enough to feel like they got value, but they still need additional support from you. So that's really the key in, in messaging your presentation from a marketing perspective. And I, I work with my clients all the time on creating the framework for a talk or a workshop they might they might uh, hold that would uh, whet the appetite of the audience and give them enough to make them feel like they are um, getting, you know, getting value out of the presentation, but not so much that they feel like they can do it all on their own. And that's really the key. Um, and I would even present that in like a mindset context and the context of service is like, it is actually a disservice to make someone feel like they're getting everything they can, everything that they could get from you in a 15 or 20 minute conversation, because you have so much more to offer. There is much more depth to your work beyond that, um, you know, beyond what you could possibly present in that short-term presentation. Mm -hmm. I love, I love putting it that way. What's your third tip? Yes. Yeah, so my third tip is about mindset <laughs> because there is so much that can come up for us that is confronting when it comes to putting ourselves out there. And what I want you to remember as you venture to put yourself out there is every single person that you might reach out to really wants to hear from you. <laughs> 
whether they know it or not. So, and I'm talking specifically about the decision makers because every decision maker that you'll reach out to, whether it's someone who is booking speakers for a conference, whether it's someone who is making decisions about who they're going to have on their podcast, whether it's someone who is a, you know, seemingly heavy hitter in traditional media, they all have a job to do. And that is to connect with experts like you who can bring insight to their audience and, and create a good experience for their audience. And so they need sources, they need speakers, they need people with particular expertise like yours to present them with ideas that they can either, you know, they may say yes or no. They may say, I like this, or I like what you're up to, but can you talk about this? They need something from you in order to start to jam with you on the ideas that might work for their audience. And so when you're thinking about, oh gosh, you know, they already have, they already talked to a person who does this, or I'm sure they have so many contacts, so many other people that are better suited than I am, or they don't care what I have to say. I'm just a whatever. Remind yourself that a good idea is going to win out. And this this community of decision makers is in need of a constant flow of ideas and material from people just like you. And the one additional thing I'll say about mindset is that your audience needs you as well. So as uncomfortable as it may be to put yourself out there, I think those of us who are service-minded, who want to have an impact, who know we can serve and help our community of potential clients, we would agree that our discomfort is worth it if it means that we would, we would meet and connect with more of the right people who need us. Yeah. That's so well said. You've packed so much into like 15 minutes. I hope everyone goes back and listens to this over and over again. So you can get all the brilliance from Amanda. Um, before we finish, Amanda, do you have any, um, anything you'd like to share with the audience, any resources or anything you'd like to direct them to for more information? Yes, absolutely. So I have a free training on these three kind of buckets of visibility, the three pillars of visibility, and really the only three things you will have to do in your business to be more visible on behalf of your brand at amandaberlin.com slash visibility. I also have a two-day visibility intensive coming up called Pitch School Live, which is going to be a live workshop with me about finding your message, really the things that we talked about here, finding your message, creating your visibility blueprint, and also harnessing the power of the stories that you're telling yourself so you can use your mind to uh, you know, for good rather than for dismantling your plans. <laughs> so we confront all of the stories that we tell ourselves about visibility and what's possible for us. And then we actually get to the work of creating your message and creating your blueprint so you can take focused action. And so you don't feel like you're shouting into the abyss anymore. And so you can find information on that at amandaberlin.com slash events. Awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show today and offering so many great ideas. And it's just such a variety of information that can help anybody at any level getting more publicity. So I really appreciate you being here. Thank you, Angela. Thanks for having uh, holding space for these conversations. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts to say thanks. Also, if you'd like to support the show and say thanks in another way, you can now do that by hitting the support button in the show notes. You can set up a monthly recurring payment of 99 cents to $10 to whatever fits your budget. All payments go directly to me. All right, I'd like to say thanks to Kelly Vogel for producing my music. This show is created in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and it's a production of Speaker Sisterhood. That does it for me this week, you guys. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.